Hello, friends, and welcome to Phineas's Javelin. Before I move forward today, I'd like to first make a correction on my episode titled The Remnant Christian. When speaking of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, I had said that after the destruction, it is that particular area was now known as the Red Sea. And I apologize, it should actually have been the Dead Sea. Not the Red Sea, but the Dead Sea. And it was brought to my attention by one of my, one of a faithful listener. And I want to just uh, thank um, this person for uh, bringing it to my attention. It's good to know that somebody's out there is listening close enough to, you know, correct me when I'm wrong. I'm not a perfect person and I do, I do tend to make mistakes at times. So I just do want to thank, uh, once again, uh, the listener. And she knows who she is. And then I do want to... Um, um, ask that y'all forgive me for that error. And now we're going to move on. You know, today the Lord has put it in my heart. I had a podcast that I was going to offer up today, but you know, I've been quiet through this whole coronavirus situation up until today. I just feel as though I feel I have a need to go ahead and make my um, position clear on the whole um, this whole episode, this whole time that we're in with this coronavirus, there's a lot going on. You know, I believe that nobody in their right mind would want to have such a thing befall any nation, any group of people. And the way it stands right now, this has taken overtaken the, the whole uh, globe. I don't believe there's anywhere except for a couple of really remote places where this coronavirus hadn't uh, reached out and touched the, the bodies of, of individuals. And so tonight, I just want to take a couple of minutes just to read a couple of scriptures. And then the Lord has put it on my heart to offer up a personal prayer for um, everybody. You know, those that are saved and those that are unsaved. The Word of God says that He causes His reign to... Uh, rain on the just as well as the unjust. The sun shines on the just as well as the unjust. So, you know, we, um, it's unfortunate that we have to be in this time that we're in, but we are. So, you know, I would like to first start out um, in the book of Second Chronicles, uh, the seventh chapter. I want to read a couple of scriptures out of that particular area, 2 Chronicles, the second chapter, I'm going to read verses, uh, uh, chapter 7, verse 12 through verse number 16, or rather, yeah, uh, yeah verse 16, uh, and after that, then I want to go, go to move on, um, you know, this, after King Solomon had um, built, after King David had turned it over to his son Solomon to build the temple, you know, King David couldn't build it himself because he had too much blood on his hands. God would not allow him to actually build the temple in Jerusalem. So he was given over to his son, Solomon, who became, who was the, who was the next appointed king under his um, father, David, to build, to actually build the temple. You know, and there's a long uh, history about it. But one of the things that struck me is that after this was done, King Solomon, um, offered up a prayer, offered up a, a, a um, desire to serve the Lord, to be in the right position with God. And uh, it says in the scripture, Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter, starting at verse number 12, 
It says, And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have, and have chosen this place to uh, myself for an house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. He goes on to say, Now mine eyes shall be open, and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. And I don't want there to be any misunderstanding what I'm saying. I'm not saying that there has, because of sin in our nation, that this virus has come on this country, because it has not only come on this country, but it has come on those that are all around the globe. But what I am saying is that for a people... This, the Christians, because see, the one thing we have to understand, my friends, is that God is the same. He has not changed from the Old Testament until the New Testament period. God has not changed. God's heart remains the same. So the heart that he has for his creation, the heart that he has for his humanity is the same. His chosen, of course, in the Old Testament, those of us now that are under grace and truth in the New Testament, and all that will call on the Lord God has a heart for them, and he wants us to be able to seek him for the needs that we have. He wants us to be able to live our lives so that we can, when troubling times like this come, that we'll be able to pray. And we know that if we are right by him, then when we pray, that he'll hear our prayers and he will come to our rescue. The time that we're in right now is just such a time. In the book of James, the fifth chapter, starting at verse number 13, the word of God says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall rise him up, raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. And one last scripture before I offer up a prayer. This particular scripture, I'm offering this up. I want to bring this to um, our attention because this is for this is out of First Timothy, the second chapter, and this particular scripture deals with those that are in authority. You know, we have a a a, a president. I don't care what um, um, uh, Republican or Democrat. You know, he's a Republican. That's not, that's not important at this time. He has a staff that's working with him, people that are working, helping, trying to help him come to the to come to the conclusion of how we can best fight this virus, working together so that we could come to a healthy conclusion to this. You know, people are going to die. 
People are die people have died already. People are gonna be sick. People are sick already. And then of course there's a there is a a, a, a spirit of fear that has overtaken this country and the globe because of this uh, coronavirus. And so as Christians, I know for you on a shadow of a doubt because I go by the scripture that we are supposed to pray for those that are in authority, not based on their political um, position, you know, not based on their name, not based on how we like them or don't like them, not based on the color of their skin, their financial class, their educational status. We are supposed to pray for those that are in authority because if we if they have peace, if they have peace, then we have peace. First Timothy, the second chapter, verse number one says, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. So you see, my friends, we are to pray for each other. Those of you that can't pray because you don't believe in God, because you don't believe on Jesus Christ as a Savior, then it does you no good to offer up a prayer to somebody that you do not believe in. But for those of you who are saved, you received your salvation, and you know that the only way to get to the Father is through the Son. The only way for God to hear the prayers of those who seek after Him is for those first to have a relationship with God the Son, Jesus Christ. Once that's done, then we can pray. And we can pray and we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the prayers that we'll pray for this country, for our leaders, for the elderly, for the children, for those that are wanting, we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that those prayers are being heard. Paul the Apostle said it best, in Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse number 19, when he said, But my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We see people waiting in lines outside of stores for hours. Here in San Antonio, the HEBs, the Walmarts that are all over the country. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that no matter what state you live in, what town you live in, what country you live in, people have a fear that, you know, they're not going to have enough to eat tomorrow. They're not going to have enough of their needs supplied tomorrow. But the God that we serve is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think in this present time. Jeremiah 33 and 3 said in the Old Testament, if you will call on me, God says, he said, I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things that you know not. And remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
God doesn't vacillate. He's not wishy-washy the way we are. He's the same. He's faithful. And because he's faithful and he doesn't change from with every wind and doctrine, then we can have faith in him. We can trust him that he's able to do that that we have need of. The one thing, my friends, that we have to understand in a time such as this is that fear, the word of God says, where there's fear, there is torment. If you are afraid of where you're going to get your food from for tomorrow, if you're afraid of of, of, of sickness and death, if you're afraid of, of what life going to be uh, on tomorrow, when you look around and you have everything the day before this thing started, you had everything that you thought you needed. And now that this coronavirus has come in, now everybody feels like they don't have what they need. The greatest thing that you can have that supply that will supply all of your needs is a relationship with Christ Jesus. The word of God says that if you have sinned, if you confess your sins, that God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. He will restore you. He will put clothe you and me with his righteousness so that we can pray and be sure that the prayers that we're praying are being heard. This country is in need of prayer. This country is in need of, of prayer from all who will give their life to Christ. All that will say, yes, Lord, to your will and yes, Lord, to your way. This country is in need of prayer because, see, this is the thing, is that once this, has, once this is all over, once God has delivered this country and this globe from this sickness, from this pestilence, then what next? Will people turn their backs on God again after they they realize they're still alive, that they, they still have their homes, they still have food, they still have money? Then they'll turn their backs on God and go back to their old ways again? I say they because I know I won't. Because the relationship that I have with God through Christ Jesus is sealed with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost as he abides in me to keep me in place. And I love it. No matter what's going on around me, the word of God says in, in, in Timothy uh, uh, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And like I said before, because where there's fear, there's torment. My friends, I drive, as you've heard me say probably before, all over the, uh, the pretty much the whole state of Texas. I've talked to everywhere I've gone over the last week and a half or so. I've talked to the people that I'm delivering still to, and I ask them, how's it going here? How's it going in your town? How's it going in your stores? And, you know, how are people conducting themselves? And what I'm finding is that people have the same fear all over the place. I was in Goldthwaite, Texas, just on yesterday. And because here, here, because here in San Antonio, not able to be able to go to a store, walk in a store, and be able to buy some toilet paper, be able to buy some water, be able to buy some meat, just things that you would normally get just to stock your house because people have gone to this point to where they are totally fearful and they are hoarding food. They're hoarding toilet paper. They're hoarding things as if there is no tomorrow, as if they were going to, they feel as though they're going to be, they'll be in their homes. They won't be able to get out and they won't be able to go and buy. And so they're taking things. People have become totally selfish, self-absorbed, no longer thinking about their neighbor, no longer thinking, maybe I should just get two because they said the stores will be open next week. I'll get two this week. 
and then I'll go back and get two next week, whether it's milk, meat, paper products. I'll just get what I need for a week or so and then go back. That's not the way people are thinking. People are so fearful and they are so beside themselves with unease that they're doing what they're doing. You know, the word of God says, uh, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. You know, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free, make you free. You'll have peace. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. There's no reason why there should be so many people in this country, this great nation, who are, con who are conducting themselves so selfishly, thinking of no one but themselves, not concerning themselves with their neighbor. But you know what? The lack of godliness in this country has allowed us to be in the situation that we're in. Not, not the corona disease, not the coronavirus. That came from another country and whatever happened that to, to cause it to, to, to uh, be um, developed or, or come to be what it is. But the way we're conducting ourselves while in the midst of trying to deal with this thing, that's why, that's what I'm talking about. And I'm telling you something, it's, 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 it's good to know that, that there are those of you out there that are uh, Christians who can pray, who your trust and your faith is in Jesus Christ. Yeah, we want to be wise. We want to be wise about the things that we do. We want to make sure that we adhere to the, to, to the new laws and the things that the president and the governors and the mayors are coming up with. We want to make sure that we do our part. We want to be good stewards over our cities and good stewards over our states and good stewards over our country. We want to do the things that we have been set to do to help this all come to uh, uh, um, a good end. But the most important thing that we could do is that we can get back to the Lord where we should be. I'm going to tell you something, and that's the whole thing about Phineas Javelin. Oftentimes, I'll say things that you don't want to hear. But the word of God says, Jesus Christ said it himself. If it's a, if you have a red letter edition Bible, it's in your Bible in red. John 8 and 32. And ye shall know the truth and the truth shall. Not maybe, not might, not depending on how God feels. If you know the truth, you shall be set free. And that freedom means that you'll be able to live your life. In a, even in a time like this without fear and torment. Yeah, this it, it's 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 a sad time to watch so many people to go and you see the frustration and you see the fear you see the 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 uh, the anxiousness in people's faces. And uh, on this particular day, on the nineteenth of March, twenty twenty, you know it, this thing could go on for several more months. And if it goes on for several more months and people start losing their jobs and they no longer have any money to spend on on food, then what's going to happen? Are, are we prepared for what's going to happen? Are you prepared for what might take place in your communities, in your cities, in your state, in this country, across the globe? Are we, are we prepared for the frustrations that will set in when people don't have God, when they don't retain God in their heart and in their mind? When they, when they have a disdain for the Christ, they don't believe in him, they don't care about him. If we, if, if we are so good, if we, can, if we can serve ourselves so well, if we can do whatever we want to do, then how can we haven't fixed this problem 
already. If we're all about that, as they say, in a bag of chips, how can how can we can how can we haven't fixed it? Because you know what? The only way that we can fix it is when we put our hands to the plow. And when we seek Jesus Christ for his understanding, oh my goodness, James, the first chapter, verse five, it says, if any man lack, lack, if you lack wisdom, the scripture says, let him ask of God who will give liberally and upbraid if not. We need to pray for wisdom on how to deal with this. But the ones that are the ones that have the power, the ones that are in authority, the ones that are in a place to be able to deal with it, they're the ones that we need to pray for, that they will get the wisdom. I think the president of the United States is doing a great job right now. And you, know, you can call me whatever you want to call me. Those things just don't matter at this time. I think he's doing a great job. And I think the staff that's working with him and I think those that will get 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 outside of themselves. Get outside of yourselves. Stop being so hateful and mean and spiteful in your spirit. And, and allow the spirit of love and, and, and true peace and true brotherhood to overtake you. Because then if you do that, then we can really work together. Right now, this country is in a bad way. But you know what? I don't have, a, I don't have that type of fear. And I don't want you to have that type of fear. God doesn't want you to have that type of fear. He says in his word, he says in Matthew, the 11th chapter, verse number 28, he says in Matthew, the 11th chapter, verse number 28 through verse number 30, he says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Look at this. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Right now we're dealing with a, a, a whole bunch of people around this globe who have restless souls. Souls that are filled with fear. Souls that are filled with angst. Souls that are probably even angry right now. Souls that are selfish. Souls that are, that are beside themselves with frustration. They're perplexed about what's going on and not being able to fix it the way they would want to fix it. We have, we have in our midst children that are going to be not able to go to school uh, because they, they can't leave their homes. They're, they're, the high school kids are worried about their, about their proms and they're going to be worried about their, their, their getting their, 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 um, their diplomas and making, making sure they have enough, enough um, of the, uh, the merits that they need to get their diplomas. You know, this just doesn't affect the, the leaders in the country. It just doesn't affect the parents. It affects everybody. It affects the babies that have to, uh, that, that have to go to daycare centers. It, it affects the parents that have to work at work from home. It, it affects, it just goes on and on and on. And instead of, instead of us doing what we need to be doing, and that is calling on the Lord, repenting of the sin that we have once again whether you believe that you know your sin has brought this on you or this country that's between you and God but I know this to be sure because of the fall of humanity when 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 the fall came in the garden of Eden then sickness and and death came into the world and this virus like the flu and like cancer and like many other viruses and illnesses and parasites all these things came in because of the fall of humanity 
all these things happen because of rebellion. And you could be in perfectly good standing with the Lord and still be subject to the things that happened because of the fall. That's right. You could be in a you could have a perfectly great relationship with God through Christ Jesus and your your body, your physical man is still going to be subject to the things that happened in this fall because of the fall. But you know what? This is the beauty. Jesus Christ said, you know, fear not, he said, because he has overcome the world. Jesus Christ has become he has overcome sickness. He has overcome death. He has overcome sorrow. He has overcome pain. That's what he said. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He said, I will give you rest. Jesus Christ is the only one that can give you rest. Listen to me. As an individual, if you're listening to this podcast, as an individual, you need to have your own personal relationship with God. And the only way to get to the Father is through the Son. Jesus Christ said in John 10 and 30 or 10 and 31, I and the Father are one. They're one. They're one in essence. They're one in power, one in authority. They're one. And so you need to have your own personal relationship with God through Christ Jesus. And then when you have that, then you can pray. You can intercede for those that can't pray for themselves. As it said in James, I just read it a, a few minutes ago, that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. It makes things happen. It makes things happen. Your prayers as a saved person, your prayers as one that would love God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your might. You can pray for those that can't pray for themselves. You can intercede for the one that hates God. And God will still hear your prayer because he's going to, he, because he's, 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 he's going to focus his answer on you and what you're praying. So my friends, at this time that we're in, as bad as it seems, as, as the politicians are doing all that they can, the doctors, our first responders are going to be working tirelessly to make sure that people have what they need. The hospitals are going to be, the doctors and the nurses and the staff are going to be doing what they love to do, and that is to see people healed. You know, the, the teachers are, are going to be doing all that they can to make sure that if they can't teach their students in the classroom, then, then maybe they can do it online with all this great technology that we have. But the beauty of it all is that the most important thing is that for the people who are called by God that answered and said, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, to your will and yes, Lord, to your way. You might feel as though the, you, you might feel as though there's nothing that you can do to help, but I guarantee you this, that prayer, prayer, prayer in itself is one of the greatest things that you can do. You know, second, second Corinthians, the 10th chapter, verse four and five says that the, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting out imaginations and every thought into the obedience of Christ. You know, uh, it, it, understand this, that if you, if you, if you understand the power that you have in prayer, that the prayer is one of the weapons of our warfare. Prayer is the way that we fight battles. Prayer is the way that we get victories. 
Prayer is the way people are healed. Prayer is the way people are delivered. Prayer is the way that this nation can be set free. But in order to pray, you first, first must have that relationship through Christ Jesus. And if you say, I don't want that, well, then don't even worry about praying because you can't. But if you have said, yes, <clears throat> yes, I, I, I want that, then it's very easy. Repent of your sins. Ask the Lord to forgive you, forgive you of your sins and ask him to come into your life and be the Lord of your life all the remaining days of your life. And the word of God says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and that he, and that he was buried and rose on the third day with all power, the word of God says, you are saved. You shall be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then once you're saved, then you can pray. Then you could become instrumental in praying for this nation, for the, the countries around us, Mexico and Canada, you know, the continent of Africa, and Asia and Europe. You know, we can pray. There are Christians, my friends, all over this globe people that are saved and sanctified and filled with the precious Holy Ghost. And we are going to pray. We're going to pray, believing that those things that we pray for, the word of God says, if we pray, and if we don't doubt what we pray for, those things that we pray for, they shall come to pass. I'm going to read one more, one more group of verses out of the Holy Scripture. And then I'm going to say a prayer. I'm going to offer up a prayer for this country, for the church. For those of you that are not saved, and whether you believe it or not, this is the beauty of prayer. You don't have, the, the power cannot be taken away from the saint of God to pray. The only way that you can stop me from praying is to take my life. But then even then, that doesn't, the prayer, once the prayer goes up and has entered the ears of God, the word of God said, if I delight myself also in him, that he shall give me the desires of my heart. He, he will hear my prayer. And finally, before I pray, in Mark, the 11th chapter, verse number 22 through verse number 26, the scripture says, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. So there's a stipulation to the prayer. My friends, if we have ought with one another, if we're hating each other because of the color of our skin, if we're hating each other because of our political class, our, our, uh, if we're if, uh, uh, political uh, affiliations, if we're hating each other because of uh, um, our 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 uh, likes and dislikes in this life, 
then before we can get right, before we can pray, then we need to make sure that we have to we have to love each other. I mean, truly love each other, not just say it, but we have to have a love for each other. God loves his humanity. And we have to love our God's humanity also. So I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you and praise you for blessing us to be in your presence at this time. Lord God, no matter where we are, no matter the posture of our prayer, whether we're standing, sitting, laying down, we might even be driving or we might be working or we might be the doctor or the, or, or the one, the politician that's working on, on and, and having this coronavirus uh, be brought to an end. But Father, we're praying and we're believing that, Lord God, that you hear our prayers. Lord God, you're omniscient. You're omnipotent. You're omnipresent. And Lord God, it doesn't matter, Lord God, what we're thinking. Lord, you know our hearts. You know our hearts. Lord, greater than we know our hearts, you know our hearts. Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you would forgive us of our sins. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Lord, forgive this nation for the sin that we have done and forgive the globe, the, the countries, Lord God, for all of the ways and things that we have turned our back on you, God, and tried to do it ourselves. And Heavenly Father, now here we are when there's a great need. And Lord God, Father, there are some that are so hard-hearted, Lord God, that they still won't ask for forgiveness. Lord God, we're praying even for them that you would tender their hearts, that they would come to know you as their Lord and Savior. And Father, we're praying in Jesus' name, Lord God, because we know that's the only name that you will receive this prayer. You'll receive it in Jesus' name. Father, your son whom you sent to die on the cross, Father, for all of humanity. Lord God, we're praying, Lord God, that this this uh, this coronavirus, Lord God, that's affecting everybody's lives. Lord God, we're praying in Jesus' name, Lord God, that you would, Lord God, the same way that you, Lord God, were able to uh, deliver your people out of bondage of Egypt, Lord God, that you would deliver the nations, Father, from this coronavirus. Lord God, and then once you deliver us, Lord God, that we wouldn't turn our backs on you. Lord God, that we would give you the thanks and the praise that you so deserve, Lord God, for the great thing that you do. Lord God, you, you told your people that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but you have delivered us out of them all. Lord God, and we know that you can deliver. So Father, we're asking in Jesus' name, Lord God, that you would bind the spirit of fear that you would bind, Lord God, the enemy who is Satan, Lord God, who's trying to bring division and hatred and envy and covetousness and rage, Lord God, and poverty on the nations, your people who you have created, Lord God. Lord God, that you would bind them in Jesus' name. And Lord God, that the people that we would rise up together all over this country and the globe, Lord God, that we would, be, we would come back to you, that place where we ought to be, in your holy presence, Lord God, giving you the thanks because you alone are God. And there'll never be any other gods after you or before you. And there was never one before. There'll never be one now at this present time. You are God. You're God all by yourself. And so, Father, we thank you. We want to thank you, Heavenly Father, for watching over us. Thank you, Lord God, for your mercy and your grace. You offer us, Lord God, every morning that we wake up an opportunity, Lord God, to get it right with you. And Lord God, I pray, Lord, as, as, as your saint, Lord God, as your sanctified one, I pray, Lord God, that you would help me to uh, do that what I'm supposed to do. Help me to be a light in this dark and dying world. Help me to be the salt of the earth, 
that city that sets up on a hill, Lord God, that refuses to be hid. And when I'm out and about, Lord God, and when people seem like they're in such despair, Lord God, if you give me a word of comfort, then I'll give it to them, Lord God, without hesitation. Oh, Lord God, we pray in Jesus' name, Lord God, that you'll just hear this prayer. Lord, hear the prayers of the Christians that are all over this globe that are praying, Lord God. And Lord, we pray, Father, for the President of the United States, Lord God, and for his staff and for all those that are working with him, Lord God, that you would help them to come to agreement, Lord God, on the things that need to be done. Give wisdom, Heavenly Father, to the scientists, Lord God, to the epidemiologists and all those, Lord God, Father, those, Lord God, that are working on these viruses, Lord God. Give them the wisdom, Lord God, to find out, Lord God, the cure for this, for this, for this virus. And Lord God, Father, give them a spirit, Lord God, of unity as they work together to get it done. Lord, give strength, Lord God, Father, for those that will work tirelessly, Lord, hour to hour to hour, Lord God. Lord, those that are feeding people, those that are stocking, Lord God, the truckers that are bringing all the food, Lord God, to these stores, Lord God, that are people are, they're, they're emptying the stores as fast as they can get it there. Lord God, give them, Lord, help those truck drivers to stay awake when they're on the road because they have to go home to their families, Lord God. And we don't want them to have accidents, Lord God. Help them, Lord, as they go through and those, those that are stocking the shelves, Lord God, and working, Lord God, tirelessly. Lord God, this thing affects everybody's lives, Lord God. There's none, Lord God, more important than the, than the other. None that's more important than the rest. Each one, Lord God, has his part in this. So, Father, we ask in Jesus' name, Lord God, that as we lift these prayers up before you, Lord God, that you will search our hearts. And, Lord God, the hearts of those that are praying who are sincere, Lord God, we pray that you'll just have your way. Father, for you are God, and above you and about you there is no other. And so, Lord God, we'll pray and we're going to pray. We're not going to doubt, Lord God. We're going to pray. We're going to believe that, that you're going to fix it. And Lord God, even greater than that, that you will fix us as individuals so that we'll always remember how you brought us out. Because truly, God, you will bring us out. And so, Father, as I close, I just want to say thank you, God. Thank you, Father, for your loving kindness and your tender mercies. Thank you for the time that you've given us, Lord God. And Lord, we pray that your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. To those of you who have um, prayed with me as we pray together, when I get off here, this is not over. We're believing and God can make it happen. So God bless you. And wherever you're at, good day, good night, good morning, but God bless you.